Abrupt Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Fantastic TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 32nd law. Play to people's fantasies. Translation, Jaren. We need that. All right. So this translation comes from um, TJ and, and I's past. This was something we used to say all the time. It's the first time I ever heard it was in high school. And uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, that translation is sell people dreams. <laughs> Gotta sell those dreams, man. We used to say that all the time in high school. Right. I was trying not to be sold no dream, man. I was trying to I was trying to stay woke back then. So I couldn't be sold a dream. We had a friend that used to sell us dreams, and that's when it became a prominent <laughs> uh, motto for us. Yeah, man, that's a shame because he was just selling them to me, man. Yeah. Why would he do that? Yeah, selling dreams. So, yeah, sell people dreams. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a few words from the OG Robert Greene himself. He says, the truth is often avoided because it is ugly and unpleasant. Never appeal to truth and reality unless you are prepared for the anger that comes for disenchantment. Life is so harsh and distressing that people who can manufacture romance or conjure up fantasy are like oasis in a desert. Everyone flocks to them. There is great power in tapping into the fantasy of the masses. All right. First order of business is last week we talked about the OG having this 30 second law it made reference to playing with fantasies, and we thought that it was going to be some good porn references here, but there isn't. The OG right. disappointed us. And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's not a 30-second law, like a 3-0 like lost 32, like 3-2. Like, yeah, 30-second. Like, yeah, it's not like you drop your, your, your chicken on the ground. It's a 30-second rule, right? No, it's not like <laughs> that's that. not what you're talking about. No, there, there wasn't really um, any porn references in this either, like you said. So I was disappointed. All right, well, plan on people's fantasy. So did you know, Jaron, that there are cancer pills and creams and teas that are being sold online with claims to prevent or cure cancer? Did you know that? Yeah, I actually saw something today where they said, "Did you know?" There's always those. <laughs> Those, um, those, you know, it's like one of those memes with the anonymous uh, face or whatever. And it goes, uh -huh. did you know that a cure for cancer has already been found? But cancer medicine is a $200 billion industry. And that's why we don't have the, the cure. Oh, wow. That's the way they're trying to do it. Yeah. So. Okay. Hey, if you believe that this whole thing is a conspiracy, then fine, go for that meme. It did, like, as far as the pills, like, yeah, like the extends. We talked about extends and um, death yep. in the podcast the other day. Yep. And that's, I believe, another one of those fantasies. Okay. Now, what I find a problem is that none of these creams or pills or teas have been approved by the FDA, nor have they been deemed effective 
by the FDA. And that's the Food and Drug Administration. So they don't trust it. Uh, they're saying that the people shouldn't trust it. All right. Now, again, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then don't trust the FDA either, right? Because they're the ones trying to keep the cure out of our mouths so we can, you know, continue to pour money into that trillion dollar industry of cancer, right? And they're also the ones that's trying to keep the cigars out of our mouths too. Stay well. The FDA? Yeah, they they moving in on the cigar industry too, so Oh man, you gotta yo. They FDA probably, is kinda tough, man. It's hard to shake them boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda hard to shake them boys. So yeah, man, these companies that's claiming that they got a pill or a cream or a tea that's gonna cure or prevent cancer, man. Yo, that's a jerk move. But man. people want it so bad, you know, that they're willing to try it. And that's how that's what that company's banking on. Exactly. You know, you know, people want that cure to cancer, that miracle cure to cancer. They know people want to just take a pill to lose 50 pounds. They know people want to take a pill just to get three more inches. So <laughs> exactly. So and they're playing on that. They're absolutely like like taking advantage of people with that. Well, the OG says that people want to believe, right? Getting back to the book. OG says that people rarely believe that their problems arise from their own misdeeds and stupidity. Someone or something out there must be the blame. And for this reason, in their mind, salvation comes from an outside source as well. And again, weight loss. Like you said, you don't have to work out. You don't have to stop eating poorly. You don't have to watch how much you eat. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to do anything but take this pill, and we're going to take that weight right off of you. You think people are not going to flock to that? That fantasy, boy, they'll take that dream. They'll buy that dream for a dollar for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> and how could you, like, like, not try it, though? You know, because people don't have time you know, to do things and they don't have, they feel like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to go to the gym every day for an hour. I can just pop a pill. Right. And they just yeah. want to believe that's true. And this is why the OG says that people don't want to believe from their own misdeeds and their own stupidity or their own choices. You know, they want something else to blame or they want something else. They say they don't have enough time. Yeah. But if you check their phone, they've been on social media for three hours, sitting down on social media for three hours. So right. to say that you don't have the 30 minutes to go to the gym, they have it. They just don't want to use their time. Their, their time isn't they don't want to spend their time doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. So they would rather believe in the weight loss pill. And the OG says to gain power, you must be a source of pleasure for those around you. Pleasure comes from playing to people's fantasies. And this is the reason that action movies are huge, right? They base around a lot of fantasy and fantastic situations, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. So you take this new Fate of the Furious movie. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm pretty sure it's like the last few movies. There, there's a lot of fast driving. There's some type of heist. There's a lot of things blowing up. There's a lot of close call situations, you know, car chases, to death, car chases, right? Sure, there's a lot of that going on, and that's all fantastic. That's all fun to see and fun to watch, and it's very far from the reality that you deal with on an everyday basis. People don't want to hear about the gradual improvements that it takes. People want the effect of here today, 
boom, it's gone tomorrow. That's the type of effect they want, right? And actually, uh, I was watching this this documentary the other day, and I heard about this before, but this just reminded me. Um, I just got a refresher, basically, on the situation. So okay. um, back in what in the early 90s when the Rodney King situation happened in L.A.? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, you know, after that verdict came down and the police weren't, you know, they were found not guilty. Um, that started the L.A. riots, right? Yep. And so stuff. L.A. was not happy about that. Yeah, it was crazy for a few days. Everything was getting burned down. And so <clears throat> after that, um, there was this uh, organization that came out that was called Rebuild L.A., and they had okay. pro- they had promised they were gonna bring in like seventy thousand jobs into the uh, in the area, and they were gonna build all these buildings and do all this stuff. And so people was like, "Wow, they're really gonna, you know, make things better for us." So the gangs were calling the truce a truce and everything, and people were all happy. And basically, this rebuild L.A. They never did anything. They just kind of faded away. And of course, that that truce truce ended and people, you know, went back to doing the old things they were doing. And basically, those people, they were sold that dream. They had that fantasy that, wow, things are actually going to get better for us. And it never happened. So that was one way in real life how a fantasy or a dream was you know being sold to to the masses and how it gave them hope and then when the when this when the seller of the dream just kind of disappeared well so did their hope hmm interesting so the og tells us that reality holds us down and makes us realize how much work you need to do to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you know how they say you need good and bad in your life? Because if you never saw the bad, then you really wouldn't be able to appreciate the good. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you had it good all the time, you would be sort of ungrateful because you would think that good just isn't good enough. So you kind of need that contrast. And in my opinion, it's that same mindset of one in that contrast that makes us fantasize about the other side whatever that other side is yeah these people in la they were definitely fantasizing about like the good part of la like i was seeing how um what's the main street that kind of separates the hood from from the from the nice neighborhood okay well anyway there's there's a natural barrier that separates the two and so people you know those L- the 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 people that were in the hood felt like oh you know we're going to finally be able to be like the other side but again let down <laughs> so talking about that other side man it either doesn't exist it isn't logical or it appears to be hard to attain so ever say it's unattainable okay. yep 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 and with that said People want to get to that other side quickly and easily. And if you have a fantastical way to get there, people will jump on it. So those examples we talked about, weight loss or acne or creating that truce uh, because things are just going to turn around and be better. The poor are going to get rich. 
you're going to jump on that pretty quickly because you want to get to that other side quick. If you could tell, if you told me a way that I can go from being poor to making $200,000 a year, I'm going to believe in that. That's why that the whole flip your house thing, like these companies going around telling you they got all the secrets to flipping houses. They got these seminars and these programs. They telling you, hey, you pay me $500 to take my seminar. I'll show you all the secrets on how to flip houses and you'll be rich. They're going to snatch that $500. They're going to tell you a couple things. You're going to think you're ready and prepared to do it, but you're going to realize, wait a minute. It's not as easy to flip these houses as what they tried to make it seem. Hey, wait a minute. I don't know anything about plumbing. What am I doing here? <laughs> right, right. Now you got to go get a plumber and it's super <laughs> expensive, right? Right. Now, the OG tells us never be distracted by people's glamorous portraits of themselves and their lives. Search and dig for what really, really imprisons them. All right. Okay. And I feel like Jaren's president did this very well during his campaign. <laughs> he touched something. Barack Obama? No, no, no. Your president, man. Donald Trump. Oh, that's your president. <laughs> Donald Trump definitely touched something that wasn't worn on people's faces. He touched something that was deep inside of them. And the OG talks about keeping it vague, Right. And I think Donald Trump did that very, very well. He was able to keep his, he, he kind of kept his, his slogan very vague. His slogan the was, was vague. Yeah, make America great again. But it touched something on the inside of people, the people that follow him, that made them feel like, ah, wink, wink, I know what you mean. I'm with that, yeah. And it, it was something that they couldn't wear on their face every day, but they felt like... They were in the club. They knew what he was talking about. Well, let's just and keep, so let, let's keep it real though. Like Barack Obama's slogan was a lot more vague. His was his was just hope and change. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And people jumped on that too. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just yo, saying. Yo, people jumped on that too. It, that that's also, I mean, could be looked at as a, a a wink, wink. Like we know what you're talking about. Right. Right. You know, so it works both that, ways. It, I mean, I know people don't want to do that, but I mean, it does. It does definitely work both ways. But that's what pe- that's how you get people to jump on your side. Because if you're too descriptive about how you're going to do it, what you're going to do, it gives people the opportunity to say, I don't want to do it that way. That's not the way we're going to get there. All right. So you have to keep it vague and allow them if you want them to jump on allow them to figure out what you mean oh no he meant it like this and so the people that believe hope and change mean one thing there's a totally other set of group of people that believes hope and change means another thing there's one group of people that thinks make america great again it means one thing there's another group of people who thinks it means something else right right now another thing that they're calling your boy out on is that donald trump has appealed to the masses because he talks about taking our jobs back from the international places that they were subcontracted to. And he promised 25 million jobs, 25 million new jobs over 10 years, mm-hmm. which is more than any other president. Right. OK. I mean, they, they, people do that. They always have their campaign promises that they never. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But that's something that's that's something that's very fantastic. 
Duh, that's a fantasy in itself. You're going to deliver the most amount of jobs to the American people than any other president. He didn't talk about how he was going to do it, but he's just saying that he's going to do it. Well, I guess he kind of talked about it. He said he's going to pull jobs back home. The latest thing that he's talking about is he's going to deliver the largest tax cut in history. And and this tax cut is going to benefit businesses and individuals. That's a pretty big deal, man. How do you make a huge tax cut and you're going to benefit the people and the businesses? You're going to satisfy both sides, right? That's impossible. (laughs) No, man, he's going to satisfy both sides. And he's not really talking about how he's going to get there. So people are are, um, they are suggesting that he's going to pull it from the government. The government is going to use 10 trillion dollars over some amount of time or whatever. So anyway, he kept it vague. He didn't tell what his plan was. He made a fantastic promise that he's going to deliver tax cuts. That's going to make everybody happy until it's time for him to perform what he's claiming. So when I was listening to this law, I had a bunch of examples pop in my mind. Some were from movies. Some were from celebrities. Some were from just kind of regular life situations. So, All right, let's get into it. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to share some of those. So the first thing I thought about was meeting your hero. Okay. And the advice on that is, you know, you never really want to meet your hero because I guess, you know, you might find out that they're really not as great as mm. you may have thought they were. That's heartbreaking. It's a, it's a crusher, right? That exact thing happened. Have you ever seen that movie Problem Child? I did see the movie when I was a kid. I don't remember it, though. All right. It's a classic. So in Problem Child. I did see it, though. Problem Child Jr. had met his hero, which was like actually like this this uh, this um, criminal. His, his, his hero was a criminal. And so he used to write to this guy in jail and he would. You know, say, you know, when you break out, come find me. You know, we're going to go and run these streets. And so the guy broke out, found out that Junior was just a kid. And then Junior, you know, was like, you know, let's go. Let's go. Let's get in these streets. But the guy wasn't having it. And basically his hero just wasn't really what he thought he was going to be. Um, and Junior just kind of was, <laughs> was like ultimately let down. Right. It, it would have never been that way if he had never met her. Uh, okay. So that fantasy was gone. Right. That fantasy of running out in the streets, robbing banks and stuff, it was gone when he finally met the guy. Because the guy really just wanted to get out of jail and, you know, be on his own, really. However, for the sake of the law, though, uh, Junior was all amped up because of the fantasy of, man, just think of the things that we can do, you know? So right. the, So the jail guy, the, the, the inmate, if you will, he had a fan on his hand simply because of who he was, right. who he seemed to be. Right. Um, there's another movie, uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Willy Wonka had this fantasy. You know, he had this factory and nobody ever could go in and nobody knew, you know, what was going on in there. But they were all curious and so he was, I mean, it was in this little small town, but basically all the attention was on him, even though nobody ever seen him or anything. And so 
he finally let the people in. And it was that big fantasy, of course. But then as the time went, you know, Willy Wonka started exposing himself as being kind of psycho. And, you know, he was basically almost killing kids, right? <laughs> I mean, like, right. those kids had to be dying, right? <laughs> you know, look, like the one look, kid the fell FD, in the... In the, the FDA, <laughs> the FDA didn't approve none of that stuff. So, <laughs> so in the end, you know, Charlie and his uncle found out that he was a fraud. And, you know, Charlie, that's all he ever wanted was to get in that factory and meet Willy Wonka. And again, he met his hero, but after he saw how his hero was flawed... That that ended the fantasy. Fantasy was gone. Yeah. Same thing happened in Wizard of Oz. Once she found out who the wizard was, his power was gone. Everybody was scared of him at first. You know, he was this big, huge, powerful man. Went behind that curtain. They got behind that curtain and saw his Richard Pryor. Well, that was the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong story. Sorry. Uh, as far as celebrities, uh, I was thinking like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was good at first, right? They, he he had, um, you know, people looked at him as kind of this hero. There was this fantasy about, you know, Michael Jackson was sleeping in a hyperbolic time chamber and Michael Jackson yep. did this, Michael Jackson did that. But as soon as he let, uh, who was it, Martin? No, he, he let Oprah in first. As soon as he let Oprah into Neverland, we got to see too much of Michael Jackson. Right. You know, it exposed some of his, his weirdness, his, his, his real weirdness as a person. And that opened him up to all these cases. And then they had that Martin Bashir special, which opened him up oh, even dude. more. That just crushed him. And that ended the fantasy. We was riding hard for Michael Jackson before that though. It, we were. But that Michael guy, man, he went in there with the aim to uh, tear him down, man. Oh, the Martin Oprah Bashir. Didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but that... I really feel some kind of way about that one, man. That really did. Well, no, I, I, I didn't even let that crush the fantasy. I knew that he was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, these, some of these people that are on top, you got to be different to... For the masses it to, did, though. You yeah, yeah, for that. the masses yeah. it did. Yeah, for the masses it did. For sure. But you got you have like people have to know that in order to rise above the top to be that upper crust over everybody, like to rise above everybody, something is a little different about you. And it's not always just the good stuff. You might be a little awkward. Yeah. Well, and so what I started realizing as I kept thinking of these examples was that this law. Well, this book is called 48 Laws of Power not 48 laws of morals. So to like to play this 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 fantasy in a uh in in and use it in in your power in obtaining power you might have to kind of let go of some morals because I thought about like situations like you know how women go to or there was this time where women was going down to the islands after that one movie came out where the, um, not waiting to excel, but the, the lady went down and she met like a Jamaican. Oh, Stella got a groove Stella back. Stella got a groove back. And so women saw that and they were like, wow, I can go and meet a Jamaican or an island man and, you know, he can <laughs> give me my groove back. 
Correct. Well, there was a lot of guys who were taking advantage of that. And they were just waiting down there for those women to come down. And they was waiting for Stella. Yeah. And they'll knock them down and give them money and or they'll get money from these women. And they were just taking advantage of it. It, it basically they were giving them, letting them live that fantasy. Now, morally, that might not be correct, but they definitely were able to make a living off of that. There's true. There was recently this this girl on Twitter, and it gave them power, right? Right. right. It gave, it them, gave power. them power, right? Okay. And th- there was this girl on Twitter recently talking about how she gave this guy twenty thousand dollars. She never even met him before, and she thought they were dating, and she felt like she was taken advantage of. And he was like, I mean, she just was giving me money. I, who am I to say no? So, so again, not morally the best practice, but it gave him power. He definitely had power by providing this, uh, this fantasy. You know, he's this good looking guy. She really wasn't, um, the best looking woman. And she had this fantasy that she can be with this guy one day. And he took the power play, which was to take advantage of that. So I'm glad you brought up that point is that this book is the 48 Laws of Power, not the 48 Laws of Morals, because the moral move is not always the power play. Sometimes those two are enemies of each other. Yeah, I tried. I tried really hard (laughs) to find some kind of good out of this. And we talked about it. And there, there it's kind of difficult to find a situation where fantasy or, you know, playing to people's fantasies ends in a good way. Because right. basically, you, you always get found out and it ends, <laughs> it ends like the rebuild LA thing. You know, it, right. It, it, it's never a good ending. And it seems like to play on other people's fantasy is kind of self centered, driven anyway, because you're ultimately trying to gain something over someone else that power play no matter who you're going to hurt to do you know to to get what you're looking for so like the rebuild LA obviously they wanted money and so they used power to um you know to deceive right and so nobody said nothing is all good right there's bad to everything <laughs> there's there's bad people who are preachers there are bad people in churches there are bad people who are policemen i mean we have these pedestals for people but there's always two sides to it there's always that contrast what i what i began the show with there's a contrast so i will say that one thing that uh that the og did in the book and i won't go over all of them i'll just pick a couple he talked about realities and fantasy and one that really hit home was the reality of the social realm has hard set social codes and boundaries that keep us dealing with the same people every day pretty much that's the reality. But the fantasy is it's easy for us to get into new and in a different world with different rules and different adventures. That's the fantasy of it. And you know who helped create that fantasy? Well, in our learning years, in our growing years, was the Internet. Like if you were socially awkward when the Internet came out and they had I am I mean, you could totally be somebody. Oh, you could be whoever you wanted to be. You was the coolest guy in your school. You know, you was the best athlete. You could tell people anything. 
You can tell you can tell people you were Michael Jordan. I mean, I don't know how many people would believe it. And like in this in this life now. Oh, boss, I met Fabulous on there back in like ninety ninety uh, eight. Dude, dude, I met Fabulous on Yahoo fab. Chat. Dude, that wasn't fab. Pretty sure. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and now in the new years, you know, in the later years, like today, you have blogs and Twitter and Instagram. I mean, you can be a socially awkward weirdo. But if you have a blog that you're updating, you can get a ton of followers for the fantasy that you're selling. On Twitter, dropping out those hotlines every now and again, that I don't give a F attitude. Yeah. People cling to that. People love that fantasy. Like, wow, this dude really doesn't care. Dude. On Instagram, you can create a whole new persona. Yeah. Taking these pictures, right? Acting like you're these places, but you're probably not. Like Acting you, like they're your pictures, but you're probably still in them. I mean, <laughs> like you jet setting all the time, but you really are homeless. Yeah, man. That's what these Instagram models are. They're homeless most of the time. <laughs> That's so sad. Faking like they're and, cooking and stuff, and they don't even have a house. So. And now we moved on to, to the Instagram models, and we talked about that there was really no porn references in the OG Let Us Down. He did talk about sexual fantasy a little bit. And what I got from. What he said was, it's a difficult sale because a sexual thing is is physical and people are tangible. We can be touched. We can be seen. And so there's really no fantasy there after a while. So you can wear a wig. You can wear makeup. But really, the whole time it's you. Right. right? And so the OG also noted that Wait a minute, what about, fantasy. What about catfish? Catfish is selling a fantasy. It is until they're, you get made. They're they're faking like they're this this person, this you know, this other person. And like you said, until they get caught and they string people along for years. I've watched that show, man, and there's people that's been in these like ten year relationships with, you know, somebody that's completely not who the who they said they were. And that's that's wild. So and fantasy is powerful. This is a very powerful law when you think of it like that. And, and true. And the OG also noted that fantasy must be unrealized to bring that power. So he said, literally, it needs to be unreal. Right. So when you try to show your face, when you've been catfishing all this time, fantasy's done. It has to be unrealized. Yeah, it's ending right in that moment. That's how the show goes. As exactly. soon as that person comes out the door and they 400 pounds looking like. A retired linebacker. That's the end. Of it. That's the end of that fantasy. <laughs> it's done, yo. When you thought you was talking this beautiful woman this whole time, and homie walks out and he's six foot four, three eighty. <laughs> what up, bro? Dude, the fantasy's <laughs> the fantasy's done, yo. That's it, cause that's not what you ex- that's not what you expected. That's a whole different fantasy that you didn't want to take part of. Yeah, and man. and back to back to the sexual fantasy real quick. The other thing I wanted to say is this also made me think of the fantasy of the threesome, right? Like when it's a fantasy, you're like, oh, man, I, I wish I can have a threesome, you know, with me and two other women. This would be this would be awesome. But once it happens consistently, that fire for that fantasy goes away because it's happened and it's no longer the power play. So if your girl was like, hey. You know, if you, you know, if, if you be good, I, I will we'll have a threesome. I'll bring my best friend in. It might work that first time as a power move or it might work that second time as a power move. But if y'all done did this five or six times, 
it's not really a fantasy anymore because I've I, we've done it already, you or, know. So once you realize that fantasy, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Or if you get promised that threesome, you know, you and your 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 girl's friend or whatever, and then that friend ends up being a guy, yeah, that fantasy is over. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's uh again. Like you don't Yo, want you don't want to talk- run a train on your girl. Like no nah, man. Um, <laughs> No, no, you shouldn't be running trains on your girl. And I don't know if I talked about this on the PowerCast or on the podcast. I think it was on the podcast. But the definition of a problem, the definition of a problem is the difference between what you expect and what you actually get. So if you're expecting this threesome to be with your girl and one of her girlfriends and that threesome is with your girl and one of her guy friends, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a big problem because that's not what you was looking for. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, I'll be disappointed if, if if my girl offered me a threesome and that's what I got. That's a deal breaker. And now we're going to go ahead and get into the reversal. And In the reversal, the OG said, if there is power in tapping into the fantasy of the masses, there is danger. All right. So you want to make sure that you keep it really, really light. And you also want to stay away from cornering yourself into a position where you have to produce the results like right then. You want to try to stay away from that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the 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 basically the old snake oil salesman. You know, right? He right. Would, he would go. You, into you don't want them to use it. You don't want them to use it right in front of you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You 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 want them. You want to sell it to them and get out of dodge. And one last point that I want to bring is that the OG tells us that fantasy doesn't always have to be fantastical. And this made me think of, like, say, a Kanye West and what he brought to rap and what Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole bring to rap. When Kanye first came out, you had to be a drug dealer. You had to have been shot. You would have to have been a jail, a super thug or be super tough. Mm -hmm. But Kanye was the regular guy rapping about regular life situations that regular people could experience. Right. Right. Which is the masses. So, yeah, exactly. Which is the masses. And in its own right, that was kind of fantasy for most of us who listen to hip hop. That was a fantasy. It was different. It was like, wow, look at this guy. He hasn't been through any of this stuff. He's actually talking about college, right? Those you also noted that when you make regular to be the fantasy, you need to make sure you keep a distance and don't get too familiar or you'll no longer be seen as a fantasy. Yeah. And just like you said in those movies, like uh, The Problem Child... And uh, what was the other movie you said? I said Problem Child, and I said Willy Wonka and Wizard of Oh, Oz. yeah, Willy Wonka. Exactly. When people got too close to those guys, they realized that, oh, man, this fantasy, this guy, these, these people aren't who they say they are, right? And Kanye West, I mean, he's shown us a little bit about his antics. and Showing us too much. Yeah, he's showing us too much, right? Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, on the other hand, they play the regular guy, but they aren't so easy to touch. So they're doing a really good job with absence and presence. They don't do a whole lot of interviews, so we really can't get too close to them. Or back to Kanye. I mean, his big brother, Jay-Z, he's not showing too much of himself. He's not. So that fantasy stays alive and well. Yeah. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. And as always, we encourage you to get your own copy of Robert Greene's the 48 laws of power you can get the audiobook like we listen to or you can get the old traditional paper copy book orange i think it's orange 
I'm assuming it's orange, like the. It's red. Book. It's red. That looks red to you. Yeah, it looks red to me. Hmm. Okay. We talk about power, man. Uh, <laughs> red is a power color, not orange. He <laughs> better have did it red. <laughs> well, you got to get it either way. If it's orange or red, I don't know. But you got to get it because you know Robert Greene. He's always trying to do something new. He's always trying to stun on us. So you know how people get the TVs. How to, how it used to be like dope to get TVs in your headrest. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was that, that was the stuff, stuff right? right there. Yeah. Well, Robert Greene, he has iPads in his. So he needs you to support him so he can get t- uh, these iPads installed in all of his headrest. And not, I'm not just talking about the car. I'm talking about his his, his jet and, and his couch and his kitchen table, the seats in there. They all got iPads in them. So he needs you. Yeah, man. And just because you get Robert Greene's book, doesn't mean you don't need us anymore just like if you listen to us doesn't mean you don't need to get robert green's book i say we compliment the og robert green robert green is kind of like he's like the rainbow you know fantastic hard to see only seen in certain situations diverse colors right but Uh we're like the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow i mean you can't have a rainbow without that pot of gold right we compliment the OG. Or we're not real because there is no pot of gold at the end of the radio at the rainbow. But Yeah, but there's no end of the rainbow, so I guess none of it's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's real. He's like that crispy, sharp, precision lining. And we're like the sponge. The sponge? The sponge. Like the sponge or her. You like the sponge oh, twist. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> after after you get that crystal. Right, up, right. Gotcha. You know, you gotta you, you can't just let your hair just be normal. You gotta do the sponge now. Yeah, you gotta do the sponge now. You can't have that crispy line and have <laughs> nothing. You either gotta have curls or the sponge. <laughs> right. All right. So also make sure you you can uh if you have any questions you want to talk about the laws, you can uh email us at the streets at gmail dot com. Um that's corporate streets with a Z. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter. We have a podcast where we talk about stuff like, um, what did we talk about recently? Funerals. Funerals. That sounds dark. Yeah, we talked about funerals. And yeah, that's pretty much all we talked about. We talked about more. But check it out, okay? And next week, we have Law 33, which is Discover Each Employee's Thumbscrew. Now we know we gotta have a, uh, a translation for that because I don't know what a thumb screw is. So yeah, gotta translate that one. All right, so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast, and pray for me as I do this uh, this um, outro. <laughs> this is the podcast for people that says I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toe, and I wanna move you from the bed down to the down to the flow. Then I wanna ah. You make it so good, I don't want to leave. But I gotta no no no. Know what's your fantasy? To see. <laughs> I really didn't like that song, but Duh, it come had the on, word fantasy man. in it. Like, that was like Luda's first hit. You gotta get yeah. that. All right, y'all. Well, peace. Peace.
create your life, attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Powercast, 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 Powercast.